0: Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This
1: is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals fall to the Hawks. A good night for Dowd and Hathaway and Columbus in tomorrow as the homestand continues. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, December 3rd. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7 presented by Clear. The faster way into Capital One Arena. Now, winless in two in a row and a tough loss to a lesser opponent. Capitals got a point, but fell 4 3 in a shootout last night to the Chicago Blackhawks in the beginning of a season long four game homestand. Leaving points on the table, second straight game with a blown third period lead. Blackhawks only two road wins all season, but they've got three now, and a
0: cap spend seemed to be in a little bit of a rut. Yeah, I think one of the takeaways from last night, John, is the way the Capitals came out in the first period. We were wondering how they would respond after the third period collapse on Tuesday in Florida. And the first period last night against the Blackhawks, let's call it for what it is, a number of defensive breakdowns for the Capitals. They eventually fell behind one nothing late in the first, but the Blackhawks were the better of the two teams early on. And to your point, starting a season-high four-game homestand, you want to set the tone. You want to show a strong response after that loss in Florida. They didn't have it. It took the Capitals a little while to get into the game. From then on, second period, there were certainly pockets where the Capitals looked more themselves, but it was a little bit of an inconsistent showing last night. They certainly weren't at their best uh, across 60-plus minutes. I invited the Chicago Blackhawks to hang around and play in a team, to your point, lower down in the standings than you in Chicago. Game where the Capitals, I think, would have wanted to you know lay their impression, lay, put their foot down earlier on than they did. And uh, ultimately, that was a contributing factor to what was ultimately a 4-3 shootout loss but I thought the start of the game particularly was a little sluggish from the Capitals, and they were chasing a little bit thereafter.
1: Yeah, defensively not good enough in the first period. It did get better, and it got better in large part. The Dowd-Hathaway-Haglin line dragged them into the fight, and they were easily, I thought, Washington's best line last night. Terrific goal from Dowd. He tipped the left circle chance from Haglin. The energy just wasn't there in the first period, but it started to get there thanks to those guys.
0: Yeah, and the Nick Dowd goal early in the second period, it came a shift after. Also, Alex Ovechkin had the big hit on Blackhawks defenseman Connor Murphy, but that line, down Hathaway, and Hagelin, Talking about three veterans, three guys who can, in theory, pull others into the fight. Some physical presence there as well in the form of Garnet Hathaway, but they were good. You know, did get into some penalty trouble as well. Let's that to a couple of offensive zone miners to Dowd and Hathaway. But Hathaway certainly redeeming himself, giving the Capitals the lead right out of the penalty box early in the third period. Great outlet pass from Nick Dowd. So Dowd and Hathaway, they each have a goal and an assist. But that trio in general, the shutdown role, the ability to chip in offensively, the ability to get in on the four check, the type of line that Peter Laviolette could lean on for big minutes as he did last night. They all played north of 15 minutes individually down Hathaway and Haglin. So those three coming up on a night when maybe not everyone was necessarily at their best, uh, that trio certainly for large chunks of the game anyways, showed themselves very well.
1: We talked about this a little bit on the post game last night. We talked about it yesterday here when Tariq El-Bashir stopped by. There has been some regressing to the mean here. I mean, I think that when you look at what this team accomplished and the reason we were so amazed by it was the fact that when you have five regulars out and you can still be putting up wins, still win on the road, get contributions from so many guys, so many first NHL goals, it was terrific. But the truth of the matter is you can't continue that all the time because if you did, everyone would do it. and They would do it with much lesser payrolls. The capitals have weaved a lot of magic here through the course of November, but I feel like to an extent – Some of this is just catching up to them that you don't have Backstrom, you don't have Oshie, you don't have Mantha. You didn't have Schultz for three games until last night, and even the defense was banged up a little bit. They're getting a lot of good efforts from a lot of guys, but you can't count on all the guys coming up from Hershey to be able to fulfill those kinds of roles because once you get that first energy boost of, hey, I'm in the NHL, a lot of these guys have been around for 12, 13, 15 games now.
0: And it's not only the AHL call-ups and the rookies who have been doing some heavy lifting based on expectations and based on what could be expected from them, but you even look higher up the depth chart, John, the, the heavy lifting that Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Wilson have done collectively, and those three have been so good for so much of this season but we'll say the game in Florida and even last night against Chicago to an extent Alex Ovechkin not even at the the high high level he had been for large chunks of this season as well and what I'm getting at is you know they can't keep that pace up all season and yes that's where you miss the Backstroms and the Oshis and the other top six forwards the other guys who can be leaned on for big minutes and heavy lifting we touch on the Dowd line last night coming up with with big minutes but Certainly, there's only so much you could go without the likes of Backstrom and Oshie. And again, whether it's lower down the depth chart with some of the prospects and the kids or even higher up with with some of the headliners who have been doing a whole lot of heavy lifting, at some point it could catch up and not suggesting they won't bounce back, perhaps as soon as tomorrow night against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just a little rut here past a couple of games. But certainly at at some point, you're going to look forward very much to having the regulars back and the contributions that they're able to make at the, in different situations and at both ends of the ice. Maybe some
1: regression on the PK a little. So, so good in November. On Tuesday in Florida, they allowed two goals in a game for the first time and then allowed a goal to the Blackhawks who were really scuffling on the power play. So three goals they've allowed in two games. That's a pretty rare bump in the road for a team that was really good in November. But even the PK these last couple of games has had their struggles.
0: Yeah, it was a power play goal in transition. It was a turnover from the Capitals in the neutral zone. A couple of the PKers had been out there for a little bit of a lengthy shift. So a turnover, some puck management issue in the neutral zone, and ultimately where maybe the puck could have been sent in deep, it was turned over, and the Blackhawks said, thank you very much, went the other way in transition and they were able to cash in. So overall, the penalty kill's been certainly among the bright spots. I chalked that up last night. It was a, a lengthy shift and a turnover that ultimately cost them. But yeah, the two penalty kill goals, the two shorthanded goals, I should say they allowed on Tuesday night in Florida, were certainly deflating and costly. And uh, hopefully that's when they can nip in the bud. Big picture moving forward here starting tomorrow. They finally
1: got to the shootout, Ben, which was an improvement. They hadn't got to it this year after five times to OT and losing all five. Daniel Sprong was the second shooter last night, and you and I were talking in the booth as we were wrapping up last night, and I was like, you know, it's a bit of a surprise, and then you quickly corrected me, and rightfully so, as like Where are you going to go? You're missing all the guys that would be in the shootout. I mean, Oshie, that's his forte. I mean, you've got the offensive guys like Mantha and even Connor Sherry, who hasn't been in there. So even then, for fans that may look at it, it's like, wow, that was a little bit of a surprise. He was a healthy scratch. But the truth is, you don't have a lot of guys with a lot of shootout experience right
0: now. No, I don't know what the alternative headache on a fourth or fifth round. I don't know who would have been next. I'm just hypothesizing here, maybe a Connor McMichael, given the skill set, you would think that might be something up his alley. That's just total, total theory, total guesswork. But the options were limited. If you wanted to say you could go with a hot hand from the game, maybe you could have turned to a Hathaway or a Nick Dowd. But again, not a whole lot of shootout experience, as far as we know, at the NHL level, not guys we've typically seen. Over the past few years in the skills competitions, the options were limited. And again, certainly that's another example. You don't think of the shootout when you think about injuries, but certainly it's another example where you're missing a TJ Oshie, even a Nicholas Backstrom, who has plenty of experience over the years in that situation. Daniel Sprung is great. I mean, he came close. He hit a goalpost. What more do you want? I mean, you want him to hit the back of the net, but he hit the goalpost. He came close because Netsov hit a post, came close, matter of inches, just ultimately uh, unable to find the back of the net.
1: Yeah, and again, Kuznetsov a post in overtime and then a post again in the shootout. Either one go in, and it's a little bit different paint job as we get up on this Friday morning. Uh, Vitek Vanacek, 25 saves. Still hasn't won since November 14th. Personal three-game winless string now and kind of the 1B as we've been talking about behind Elias Samsonov. But I don't know that I had a whole lot of fall in his game last night. And certainly in the first period, Ben, when things were not great defensively for this team, he kept it from maybe being a runaway early on.
0: Yeah, thought he was fine in that first period where he didn't have a whole lot of support in front of him and there were the defensive breakdowns. He was sharp early on, and again, his first game action since November 21st. He had sat the previous four games while Samsonov was riding a wave, so Vanacek, to his credit, looked pretty good, especially early on. And to your point, can't pin this one on him, and... It'll be interesting to see now how it plays moving forward again, only one set of back to backs in the month of December. The games are pretty well spread out. They're only playing 13 games across 31 nights. So we'll see if Peter Laviolette elects to do a little bit of back and forth if he prefers to lean a little bit on a hot hand if one emerges again. But uh, Vanacek uh, showed himself pretty well last night, I thought. So,
1: Columbus, the opponent tomorrow, they've hit the skids a little bit, and the schedule maker didn't really do them any favor. It's not exactly Magellan like going from Nashville to Dallas <laughs> and then to DC, but in any event, some tough travel for them. Lost a game earlier this week, six nothing to the Preds. This could be another opportunity for the Capitals to get healthy tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, among the surprise teams early on this season, jumped out to a 12-6 uh, and 6 start today or year. It's been a little bit of a struggle more recently for Columbus, maybe coming back to reality, coming back to Earth. So we'll see if the Capitals can take advantage of a maybe vulnerable group that's been going through a little bit of a, a struggle here of late. And to that point, Garnet Hathaway acknowledged last night. Maybe they took the Chicago Blackhawks for granted a little bit. Maybe they overlooked, as Hathaway referred to them as, an inferior opponent. Maybe they thought of them as an inferior opponent after the tough challenges they had last week against Carolina and Florida. It's a little bit of a softer landing in the schedule. still have to go out, play the game, play your game, play your best. Capitals didn't do that last night against Chicago. Hopefully, for their sake, this is a get-well game coming up against a, a feisty divisional rival, in columbus blue jackets it is always feisty isn't
1: it whenever yeah. columbus is on the other side caps jackets tomorrow at seven network airtime is at 6 45 ben have yourself a great weekend will you happy friday happy
0: weekend john for the latest on the capitals and hockey news around the clock let's go